This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer, a beach bum summer, or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door, in as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03, Wednesday afternoon, November 23rd. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. I'm Rob Hart. The Noon Business Hour presented by the Village of Bedford Park. This evening is one of the biggest bar nights of the year. We'll cover that in our next segment. But uh, today, there is a boatload of economic data. Well, it's the day before Thanksgiving. Let's call it a gravy boatload of economic data. While investors await the minutes from the Federal Reserve's last policy meeting, joining us with the details is Gus Fauché, Chief Economist, PNC Financial Services, based in Pittsburgh. Gus, thanks for joining us today. Uh, Happy early Thanksgiving. And uh, let's talk about the one piece of data that did surprise, and that was uh, new home sales, which jumped unexpectedly last month. Yeah, there was a modest increase in new home sales. Uh, They're still down significantly from earlier in 2022 as higher mortgage rates continue to weigh on the housing market. Uh, I would expect that we will see further declines in new home sales at the end of this year and into 2023 as prices remain elevated and as uh, high mortgage rates make it more expensive to buy a new home. Jobless claims jumped uh, to 240,000 in the latest report, and uh, that should not be much of a surprise, especially when you're starting to hear about more and more layoffs, especially in the tech sector. Yeah, I I mean, jobless claims, they can bounce around a lot, particularly around the holidays. So I'm not going to read much, too much into one week's worth of data. Uh, You know, we'll see if uh, claims continue to to stay elevated, you know, through the rest of this year. And don't forget, we did see a similar increase in claims in the summer, and then they fell back again in September. So, um, you know, we have had anecdotal reports of layoffs, but there's still no indication of a significant slowing yet in the job market in terms of the official government data. Durable goods order is also a surprise on the upside in the month of October, way above expectations. Yeah, I mean, businesses are investing even with higher interest rates. Uh, They are trying to come up with ways to get more out of their existing workers. So we continue to see strong uh, business investment in equipment, machinery, that type of thing. Um, You know, and consumer spending on durable goods is also holding up okay, uh, even with the high inflation that consumers are experiencing. The Atlanta Fed's their GDP now cast uh, for the fourth quarter now uh, painting a picture of an economy that's uh, chugging along at about 4% growth right now. At the same time, though, the uh, University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index uh, once again says the vibes uh, among consumers not so good. Yeah, I mean, there there are lots of drags on consumers. We continue to see high inflation. Uh, House prices looks like they're starting to decline. The stock market is down from where it was earlier in the year, even with some some recent gains. Um, And households have lost a lot of wealth. So I I think the picture is definitely mixed. And I think that's reflected in consumer sentiment, uh, which remains uh, a little bit lower than it was earlier this year as consumers continue to deal with all of these headwinds. And then very quickly, uh, later this afternoon, we're going to get the minutes 
minutes from the Fed policy meeting back on November 1st and 2nd. Uh, what will we learn about where the Fed's head is at, at when it comes to uh, interest rate hikes? Yeah, what I think is the minutes will help uh, explain what it is the Fed is looking for uh, before they start to actually hold the Fed fund rate steady and stop increasing it. Uh, With inflation well above 2%, with the labor market remaining very tight, I do expect that the Fed will continue to raise rates in the near term. The question is what conditions is the Fed looking for before it stops raising rates? And I think we'll probably see the Fed stop to raise those rates sometime in the spring of next year. Gus Fauché, Chief Economist, PNC Financial Services, based in Pittsburgh. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Of course, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. All right. Thanks, Rob. You too. Coming up, so-called Blackout Wednesday, also known as Drinksgiving, a big night for the bar and restaurant industry. Information to make cash and save cash. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Tonight is known as Blackout Wednesday or Drinksgiving, and we welcome in how we'll talk about the impact on the bar and restaurant business in Chicago by welcoming in Doug Roth, who is the founder and president of Playground Hospitality based in Chicago. Doug, thanks for joining us today. Uh, a long time ago, and when I say Doug a long time ago, I mean before I had kids, uh, the, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, you would go out to a local watering hole and catch up with uh, friends who may have moved away, who were back in town to have Thanksgiving with their family, and it was a fun evening. Uh, we're talking about 2007-2008. Where along the line did this practice of reconnecting with old friends uh, receive branding and a name? Uh, hi there, Rob. I, I just want to ask you one question, first of all. Are you wearing your Marquette University sweatshirt uh, in honor of today? You know what? I should be wearing my Marquette. I am, I'm wearing blue and gold, uh, but not wearing a Marquette University sweatshirt. Okay. Well, when you get home, I think I think it's only uh, an honor because technically you were before your time. Um, 2012 is actually sort of when they said that um, uh, what we'll say is Blackout Wednesday, a.k.a. also known as Thanksgiving, uh, came into effect. Uh, I think calling it uh, Black Wednesday is only appropriate as calling Sears Tower or uh, Hancock is still appropriate as well. Um, go ahead. And, and what, what kind of impact, you know, what does this mean for bars and restaurants across the Chicago area on a day like today when they know everybody's showing up? It's uh, absolutely huge. Uh, this is the biggest day, even bigger than New Year's Eve and St. Patrick's Day. And as a result, um, they are stocking up like crazy. Last year, which was really interesting, there were shortages. Uh, as we remember that there were supply line issues. This year, things are better. And uh, there is... Uh, glass. There was a problem with glass uh, last year. This year we have glass in stock. So uh, those items that uh, require, obviously, um, us to enjoy ourselves, there'll be plenty of it uh, available at your local bars. The, uh, the the term Black Friday, kind of a colloquialism about that's, the, you know, the, everyone goes shopping and that's when the retailers go into the black for the year. Uh, this is the beginning of the busy season for bars and restaurants, too. It's not only people going out to reconnect with friends tonight, but you're talking about a month of family dinners downtown, dinners and shows, uh, just going downtown is a special occasion. I mean, this is the, the busy time of the year. Exactly. Fourth quarter, historically for restaurants, is when you really make it. And uh, we're counting on it this year. Obviously, there's been some bumps along the way, but uh, the outlook looks good uh, as far as many of the restaurants, both in the suburbs and also in the city at this point. Uh, I think there is that 
uh, post-COVID uh, exuberance that still exists. And I think that what we'll be seeing is some very good numbers by the end of uh, uh, 2022. A year ago, and this was just me using the old eye test, uh, if you walk through downtown Chicago, it looked like pre-pandemic times for the first time in quite some time. Uh, you saw tourists downtown, you saw restaurants that were full, bars that were full. And even even in that environment, uh, you had some places that were open only three days a week or four days a week or Thursday through Monday and were still closed just because of a lack of clientele. This time around, though, it looks like the entire restaurant and bar industry is full go. Uh, it's getting pretty close. Uh, I still hear a few people that are complaining, but generally the top restaurants uh, have obviously people who are ready to go. They have full shifts and uh, they're paying a lot more than they were last year. Uh, as far as labor goes, but uh, as far as food costs as well. But then again, we're paying a lot more. Uh, but that being said, people are, are dining out, and they're obviously looking forward to having a really good time this year uh, as we uh, come out of some difficult issues. Doug Roth, founder and president of Playground Hospitality, based in Chicago. Thanks for joining us. And rest assured, uh, the Ahoya will be rung out later today. Good deal. Uh, that, let's also be safe on the str- on those streets, too, as much as blackout uh, does have its effects. We want to make sure that we uh, watch out for our fellow friends. Absolutely. If you're going out tonight, be sure to uh, get the Uber or take a cab. Coming up next, uh, we'll take a look at some festive drinks for the holiday season. Compounding your interest with an economy of words. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Tis the season for cocktails. Joining us with several popular drinks that can make your holiday celebrations more festive is Carly Katz, owner of Bottles and Cans, based in Chicago. Carly, thanks for joining us today. And yeah, you know, we talk about uh, tonight's a big bar night and a big restaurant night for a lot of people. But uh, if you go to the store today, or if you went to the store last weekend, uh, you saw lots of bottles of wine, lots of handles of liquor in shopping carts. So people are prepared to make cocktails for their guests yes. when they show up for the Thanksgiving meal on Thursday. Yes, there is, uh, there's definitely a theme uh, to Thanksgiving, and it typically involves quite a bit of uh, drinking. Um, what we want to do is kind of get everyone in the mood for just making their own cocktails. Wine and beer is great, but some of these cocktails that they're doing now are so fun and unique. Uh, Koval has a cranberry gin uh, this is like the non-gin drinkers gin, um, doing that little sparkling ro- wine, uh, little rosemary, twist of lemon. It's just a nice kind of bright drink, um, doing something that is more of a hot toddy, which it's really nice out. So maybe people will uh, will slow down on these, but just a, an apple cider, a bourbon, some cinnamon, and again, a little bit of lemon just to kind of brighten it up. If you're having a lot of people over, you want to get that punch bowl out, uh, doing any kind of apple cider, mixing Prosecco, Cava in there, a little bit of ginger beer, cranberry juice, vodka, garnished with, with oranges and cranberries, um, kind of a, uh, a uh, <laughs> more of a college-type drink situation, but it's wonderful, delicious. Um, we're seeing a lot of non-alcoholic things coming out as well. Um, for the person who wants to take it a little easy, maybe they have to go into work on Friday. Um, Ritual, uh, who they're actually from Chicago, um, they do an awesome rum beverage that is super unlike a lot of the drinks I've seen out there. 
uh, Ritual Rum, which is the non-alcoholic, cold brew coffee, chocolate syrup, a little bit of heavy cream, garnish that sucker with some uh, graham crackers and roasted toasted marshmallows. I mean, just just a, a meal in a beverage. When it, what are some general rules of the road, though, when you're trying to uh, uh, prepare a cocktail for somebody? What's a good you just got here cocktail? What's a good uh, drink that goes with your appetizers? What pairs well with dinner? Doing anything that kind of mixes that sparkling wine aspect to it because you're getting that celebratory feeling um, with the little bubbles. They're typically very easy to make. Um, and on a day when you're doing a lot of cooking, there's a lot of people. As simple as you can make it is usually the best route to go. So it's it's just it's a lot of those. And you can make some of these drinks so pretty with just an orange slice. I mean, it is you can make these lovely, put them in a nice, you know, crystal glass. Um, it's it's really whatever you want to do. But as people walk in, I typically will do some kind of a sparkling beverage. Carly Katz, owner of Bottles and Cans, based in Chicago. Thanks for joining us today for uh, for the insight and the advice. Still ahead on Personal Finance Wednesday, discussing money matters with family members over the Thanksgiving holiday. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer, a beach bum summer, or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door, in as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. This is Chicago's News Traffic and Weather Station, News Radio 105.9. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. The investigation continues into the shooting at a Walmart in Virginia where six people were killed last night. One person was killed, more than a dozen others wounded, and two explosions today in Israel. It's Personal Finance Wednesday. We'll look at some of the ideas for Thanksgiving dinner conversations concerning money matters. Plus, this is expected to be one of the busiest nights of the year for pizzerias across the country. WBBM Business, the markets are higher. The Dow is up 12 points. The Nasdaq is up 56. The S&P 500 is up 9. AccuWeather says a nice afternoon for you, especially if you're traveling. Sunny, very mild, and a high approaching 60. Right now, we have 54 degrees in Chicago at 1231. Topping our news at the half hour, a Walmart manager at the Chesapeake, Virginia store opened fire just before closing last night leaving six people dead, four others wounded. Chesapeake Police Chief Mark Seleski says when officers entered Walmart, they found a mass shooting scene. The suspect is dead from what we believe was a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Seleski says the shooter used a pistol and confirms he is an employee, while co-workers report he was a manager. And the investigation is still ongoing, so there's no clear motive at this time. Walmart employee Brianna Tyler tells ABC's Good Morning America workers had gathered in the store's break room, I looked up, my manager just opened the door, and he just opened fire. He didn't say a word, he didn't say anything at all.
I'm Julie Walker. A pair of explosions in Israel this morning killed a 16-year-old yeshiva student from Canada and wounded at least 18 others. CBS News contributor Robert Berger tells us one explosion took place in Jerusalem and the other in a settlement just north of the city. So far, no suspects have been arrested. Uh, The Islamic militant group Hamas Uh, praised the attack but stopped short of claiming responsibility. The incidents came as Israeli-Palestinian tensions are high amid Israeli raids in the occupied West Bank. There's been an uptick in recent weeks of attacks by Palestinians. It's 12.32. The noon business hour continues, presented by the Village of Bedford Park. The stocks are basically treading water this afternoon as investors await minutes from the Fed's last policy meeting. Joining us now with the latest in what's moving Wall Street is Vahan Janjigian, Chief Investment Officer at Greenwich Wealth Management at Greenwich, Connecticut. Vahan, thanks for joining us today. Uh, The minutes of the Fed meeting from November 1st and 2nd, what type of insight are investors waiting on as far as uh, further interest rate hikes and the degree of their severity? Well, yeah, that's exactly what they want to uh, see. So, um, I think the stock market has actually been doing pretty well recently on in anticipation that the Fed may be slowing down. So if we see in those minutes uh, any hint that the Fed is uh, considering slowing down the pace of, of rate increases, um, that would uh, cause the market to uh, add to the recent gains. Now, of course, uh, the next Fed meeting takes place, the FOMC meeting takes place on uh, December 13th. And we have some uh, big, you know, economic news coming out before that. In particular, we have another jobs report coming out. And we also have another CPI report coming out. So if those things uh, look good, and unfortunately by looking good, I mean they look bad. In other words, uh, perhaps uh, the job market is not as strong as it's been in the recent past. And um, if there is evidence that uh, the CPI is coming down a little bit, Um, then there's no reason for the Fed to be raising interest rates at 75 basis point increments. Uh, Perhaps they'll do a 50 uh, point increase in December and then maybe uh, 25 after that and then start thinking about stopping. The markets really popped last month or earlier this month when the uh, CPI and PPI prints came in better than expected that did show uh, signs that inflation was beginning to ease. Uh, what will be the reaction if we get a similar report later you know, next month? Well, we, we, I, I would expect to see a continuing uh, rally in the stock market. Um, so I don't, you know, I, I think it's getting kind of late in the year, so I doubt the market's going to uh, end the year uh, flat, but it's certainly going to get closer if those reports come in, uh, you know, um, in line with uh, expectations uh, of slowing inflation. So uh, the big, you know, unknowns all year long have been uh, what what is the Fed going to do? How far are they going to raise rates? How aggressive are they going to be? And of course, the other thing has been the war uh, between Russia and Ukraine. So um, the Fed, uh, if we see evidence uh, that inflation is uh, coming down, that the CPI looks good, um, and that uh, perhaps we see uh, a slight increase in the unemployment rate, then I think the Fed would be ready to slow down. As uh, 2021 clicked over into 2022, it seemed the question about a year ago was inflation. Is it transitory or sticky? We have our answer. It seems the question heading into 2023 is recession. Uh, is it going to happen or can we avoid it thanks to uh, strengthening the, in the job market? 
Well, you know, um, I, I had expected to, that we would be in, in recession by now. So I'm kind of surprised that we haven't had an official recession yet. Of course, we did see uh, negative growth in the first and second quarters. But um, uh, we don't really have a recession until the NBER declares a recession. So, you know, we may find out that we've actually had a, a mild recession, but it does not look looking forward. It doesn't look as if we're going to uh, have a downturn in the economy. Now, one thing I would like to you know point out to everybody is that over the long run, the stock market and the economy tend to be correlated. But in, in the short term, and that short term could be pretty long, it could be a year, it could be two years, um, they often digress. So this year, for example, we've seen that the stock market has been down very strongly. But as far as we know, we haven't really had an official recession yet. Um, and it's beginning to look as if the Fed may succeed in uh, orchestrating that soft landing where they're able to slow down the economy enough to uh, bring re- bring inflation down without actually causing a recession. Vahan Jinjigian, Chief Investment Officer at Greenwich Wealth Management in Greenwich, Connecticut. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Coming up next in Personal Finance Wednesday, why families should talk about money issues over the Thanksgiving holiday. It's 60 minutes of financial planning. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. On this Personal Finance Wednesday, talking about finances and certain other topics around the Thanksgiving dinner table can be sensitive yet important. Joining us now is Ed Jertson, Certified Financial Financial planner and founder of the Engage Wealth Group based in Chicago. Ed, thanks for joining us today. Uh, First off, before you broach the money conversation, obviously you have to do it with uh, a little bit of finesse. Don't do it while somebody's wielding a drumstick. (laughs) Hey, Rob, that's that's an excellent point, right? So because people generally are, are sensitive when it comes to money and every family is different when it comes to sharing, especially around the subject of money. But what's fundamentally important is making sure that you share, let's say, the overall organization of your finances. You don't specifically have to talk about dollars, but making sure that not only uh, you and your surviving spouse or if you're single heirs and other folks know where these documents are, because inevitably we all know we take our first breath and we will all take our last breath. But we want to make sure that our families are taken care of or even those charitable organizations and that's generally through a solid legacy plan. And and, and we're talking about, I mean, maybe, uh, is, it, is it anybody can have this conversation about everybody else, that everybody just kind of divulges the details of, you know, this, this is where, these are the bank passwords, that's where you can find the will, that's where you can find X, Y, and Z? Or do you want to uh, kind of run things through with uh, maybe a parent who, uh, who, who just, you know, you haven't really gone through that yet with? Well, any of your listeners who are working with an aging parent knows the difficulty of trying to transact if you don't have the legal authority. Our lives, even though technology has made it simpler, is actually making it more complex. And that's why having a written legacy plan, Rob, is so important, because, again, when you can't speak, these documents speak. So having a well-structured, organized method of where things are at is critically important. So again, when something unexpected happens, you're going to make sure that there's a smooth transition of not only helping you today, but, you know, as we had mentioned, after you have passed away. And uh, in some cases, you know, you, you do have uh, older relatives who may be on the ball and, and they're listening to this conversation that we're having and they're going to say, you know what, now that everybody's here, I'm going to tell them where they can find everybody. And it seems to take all of the awkwardness out of, the, out of that particular conversation. 
Yeah, driving the conversation again, it doesn't have to be down to the details of dollars and cents and where the accounts are, but just more in particular, as you had mentioned, it's it's here's where the plan is. Here's what we have, whether it's just saying, you know what, we're good. We've talked to an estate planning attorney. We have a certified financial planner in our life. All this information is in this particular drawer, in this particular vault. And oh, by the way, it's in a safe and here's the combination. That is incredibly helpful to sort of reduce the stress and anxiety of that next generation or those who are going to be caring for you because you know definitively that you've got yourself organized. And I can tell you that multiple generations of our clients are very thankful that we spend a lot of time structuring their financial lives because inevitably we want to focus in on health and welfare, not necessarily trying to deal with a local bank. And we talk about uh, this is a conversation you can have over Thanksgiving dinner, but it doesn't necessarily have to be on Thursday. If, If the whole fam is in town and they're staying at one place for the entire weekend, you can bring this up while watching uh, college football bowl games on Friday or taking boxes out of the attic full of Christmas decorations. There are many different times you can bring up this sensitive subject. Exactly. The holidays are great because generally family comes around. So as you said, you know, put down the turkey leg and we're going to have a conversation. But there is a time and appropriate place, right? You don't want to have an argument and then someone, you know, making a a more of an argument because of this. Again, when everyone's around and you've got a time, call a family meeting, right? When folks are around, call or talk to those who are very close to you, who you are going to be leaning on in times of need. Again, holidays are a great opportunity to do that. But again, if not everyone's together, find a time to do that because it's that essentially important. And again, future generations and potential charities will thank you in advance. Now, Ed, you, we, we talk about doing this. Do you have any success stories about this particular approach over a holiday weekend? And what strategies did they use? Yeah, absolutely. With one client in particular, we had a family situation where one of the relatives did not want to disclose where things were at. And thank goodness they did, because not only was it complicated, but this was a Depression-era client who had things hidden all over the house. And as you can imagine, as challenging as that is, and them being so secretive, it took months, if not years, to untangle it. But now, going forward, learning this early in my career, this is why we spend so much time on this, Rob, is because we know definitively, again, things happen to people, and we'll all take our last breath. Having these documents in place, having an organizational structure most importantly, communicating that to those of, in the family and those you love and who will care for you, again, goes a long way for having peace of mind in terms of just the inevitable. Ed Jertsen, certified financial planner and founder of the Engage Wealth Group based in Chicago. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Coming up, pizza is a tradition for millions of families on Thanksgiving Eve. Money Talks, as the WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Tonight is one of the busiest years for America's pizzerias when many people turn to them for their pre-Thanksgiving dinner. Joining us now to discuss Pizza Night in America is Jeff Hirsch, food and beverage director of Home Run In Pizza in Chicago. Jeff, I feel like uh, whenever I say pizza night in America, I feel like Faith Hill should uh, sing some sort of song about how great pizza is. <laughs> pizza is great in Chicago, and and th- tonight is the night that kicks off the, ho- the holiday season with the college kids coming home and friends and family coming home, and the restaurants uh, will be busy with people celebrating their family traditions of going out on Wednesday night or, you know, ordering uh carry out or delivery to because they've been cooking all day 
um, or just stocking up their freezers with frozen pizzas so that they're ready for whenever friends or family come over. Before we talk about the uh, specific impact on Home Run In, just nationwide, the night before Thanksgiving, one of the five busiest days of the year for pizza orders, and some of the larger chains estimate they will sell more than a million pizzas today just because it's very easy and you're going to be working hard in the kitchen tomorrow. That absolutely, it's 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 a it's 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 a it's time saver for a lot of people, and, and that's why we do it. And it's something that everybody can agree on. Everybody loves pizza, and that's that's uh, what makes the world go round. So, home run in. Uh, you've got the bases covered, as it were, uh, between the uh, takeout locations, uh, the restaurants themselves, and then uh, also frozen pizzas and grocery stores. So, if you want to go out, home run in pizzas there. If you want to get a frozen pizza from the store, you're also there for them. Excellent. That we that that's what we that's what we pride ourselves on. We're always there when you need us. And and what is it a day like today for a home run in pizza? I mean, is, is this the type of situation where you call on extra people, make sure everybody is on hand to to meet this level of demand? And what's it like? It's it's a very busy day. I mean, we we try and get ready as best we can, um, and we we solve the, the problem. We we do bring in a few extra people, and we try to get pizzas out as fast as we can. And then uh, has this always been the case where uh, the day before Thanksgiving is the uh, the big day for pizza? Or is this kind of like, j- just as we talked about with the, uh, uh, the the Blackout Wednesday phenomena, is this something that really just developed recently? No, it's been going on for a while. I mean, people have always you know, been busy on Thanksgiving, and it is a way to get out and, and relax before the big day tomorrow. Um, it's also a big take-and-bake day. A lot of people will order a take-and-bake pizza, which is a, it's a pizza that's assembled but not cooked, and they'll actually bring it home for Thanksgiving. And after the big turkey uh, in the afternoon, maybe early evening or late night, they'll actually cook a home run on pizza because we are closed on Thanksgiving for our families. And they, I was going to say very quickly, uh, how much business do does the pizza industry do on Thanksgiving where people forgo the turkey and just get a really sumptuous pie? I haven't heard of that, actually. I'm sure there are some people, but uh, I don't have a number to put on that. Jeff Hirsch, Food and Beverage Director of Home Run In Pizza in Chicago. Thanks for joining us today. If you missed any part of today's Noon Business Hour, we'll have the replay podcast available shortly at WBBMNewsRadio.com and the Odyssey app. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.